Welcome back, everybody, to the Tomatolito Show. And um, I posted yesterday uh, as I was landing here, letting you guys know that I made it to uh, to I was landing to DFW. I'm here at DFW or, or at DFW. I'm here at Fort Worth, uh, just down the street from the uh, the Dickies Arena. And uh, and I'm here checking out the whole the whole weekend, checking out the town. I had never been here before. It's been uh, it's been an amazing town thus far. Um, and uh, and we're just a little bit over 24 hours away from uh, seeing the uh, Ortiz versus Hooker card take place. The weigh-ins just finished a little bit ago, and uh, and I immediately wanted to put this preview episode out. Uh, Virgil Ortiz came in at 147.6. Maurice Hooker at an even 147. Those six ounces. Uh, we don't know if he's going to end up paying uh, a portion of the of the purse. Over to Maurice Hooker for the fight to continue. It doesn't look like the fight's falling through, or if he's actually going to go uh, continue to cut and then and then reweigh. So that hasn't been announced yet. But those were the official weights: one forty-seven point six to Maurice Hooker's one forty-seven even. So he made weight. Uh, Senias Estrada came in a little bit lighter than Anabel Ortiz by a pound, one hundred and four pounds to one hundred five point two. That's going to be the co-main event, and that's the one that I'm really, really excited about. Of course, I'm excited about Ortiz and Hooker. That's an awesome, awesome. Uh, main event, headlining event, uh, to see Ortiz continue his streak. He's got 16 victories. All 16 victories have come uh, by the fast lane. He stopped his opponents, and Maurice Hooker lost his title to um, to Ramirez in the 140-pound division and moved up to welterweight now to challenge with the with the best the, the, that there is uh, at welterweight, or at least such big names like your Terrence Crawfords, your Errol Spence, Danny Garcia, Sean Porters. Now you're adding these two monsters into the mix. Virgil Ortiz says he's ready to get in there with them, and Maurice Hooker as well. This is that type of fight. It's big. It's a big card. Both of these guys, uh, it was thought in, pa- in, in years past that they were going to run into each other in the 140-pound division. Uh, and it didn't happen. Now it's happening here. Both local stars, both both from the uh, this Dallas area, and uh, there's going to be a big a big following in that in that venue tomorrow night uh, for both of these fighters. The co-main event is the one that I'm really really excited about because I've been following Senia Estrada's career for quite a while now, and uh, and it's just. She's got an awesome career. She's got an awesome story. She's representing East Los Angeles and Anabel Ortiz coming from Mexico. She's the champ. The WBA minimum weight title is going to be on the line. Anabel Ortiz walks in um, with a good streak of victories, a 31-3 record to 19-0. Senia's Estrada, right? Super bad. Is this, this could be the first world title that she gets. Anabel Ortiz, of course, bringing that Mexican fire, that passion, uh, and, and her boxing style is kind of similar to a Jessica McCaskill type fight and fighter that she she's very gritty very um not not the prettiest style of boxing when she's inside the pocket she but but when she's at a distance she's able to pick her opponents apart by way of her left hand uh she generates everything from her left side and often leaving that right glove low uh, a little bit low down towards her waist and exposing the right side of her face so Senia Estrada is a big puncher. If she picks up on that, and she's got she's got some reach on her, so if she picks up on that, she's going to be able to to expose that that weakness or that flaw in the guard. Anabel Ortiz generates everything from the left, uh, whether it's through the body or or head attack. It's always going to come by way of the left hand, and then she starts involving her her right side, her right side attack. Um, 
When she's inside the pocket, it's rough and tumble with her. Every fight that she gets in the pocket, she ends up headbutting opponents or at least puts herself in a position. Not, I'm not saying that she's doing it deliberate, but it leads to it because of kind of a sloppy attack that she has inside. She tends to um, initiate contact with her head, often damaging her opponents. Um, so headbutts, the overhands uh, to the sides, which is very similar to, to McCaskill and why I compared her to, to, to McCaskill because when they go in, they lead with the head low and the arms rather than initiate the attack from the body um, and, and build their attack up by attacking the abs and building their attack up and then creating distance, they throw the overhand rights or the overhand lefts or the looping punches, which often end up catching the opponent's uh, neck, the side of the head, uh, the forearm often ends up landing instead of the glove. And uh, and so that it's a frustrating style for a more educated boxer when they get caught into that, right? And dating back, years back, the one that always comes to uh, to mind is when Vasily Lomachenko first started fighting in the professional rankings and he ran in the second fight where he ran into Orlando Salido and Orlando Salido just roughed him up. Stuff that Vasily Lomachenko was not used to dealing with in the amateurs didn't even know that you could get away with that stuff. And he even said it to, to his own admission after the fight. He's like, I didn't even know you could get away with all this stuff. And he, so he wanted that rematch with Salido and it didn't happen. Uh, but Salido, the experienced professional boxer that he is, it is what it is, right? He went in and he roughed them up. Kind of like a Maldana Mayweather type fight, right? And the plan was to just rough them up and go in there and throw everything and hit them with everything. And. And that's kind of the Annabelle Ortiz style. Senia Estrada is a little bit more of a methodical fighter. She likes to fight from a distance, very fast hands, and good power in her hands. Uh, so 19-0, this is her chance uh, at gaining her first, getting her hands on her first major world championship. And so I'm really excited for her. She could pick up her 20th victory as well. For Anabel Ortiz, if she continues the streak, it's going to be a solid, solid streak of, uh, of title defenses. She's got, right now, to date, she's got, let me see. You got 2, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 victories in a row since her last defeat against Yolanda Bop, against Jessica Bop. So, 21, she's got a whole career, basically, more wins in a row coming into this fight than Senia Estrada has in her entire career, fights in her entire career. So right now you could consider a 21-0 fighter entering the ring against a 19-0 fighter. Uh, that 31-3 dates back to quite a bit. Um, I mean, wow, that's impressive. You know, I hadn't, I just started counting right now because I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the list of victories here that she has. She has a long career. She started her career in 2007. So she's been around for quite a while. 21 and 0 versus 19 and 0 is what I'm looking at now. Uh, just based on this streak that, this awesome streak that she's on, uh, since her last defeat. Uh, so she's been a champ for quite a while. Now, something that, that you should be able to catch on to this is that she's bringing four knockouts to her record out of those 31 victories, four knockouts only. Seniesa has eight knockouts to those 19, so 11 of those have gone all the way uh, to decision. That 
that should paint a picture for you right there as to where the power lies. The power, uh, the reach, the power, the boxing is going to lie with Senius Estrella versus the um, the rough and tumble, the gritty, the hard-nosed style of fight is going to be and the experience of what you could get away with in the ring lies with Anabel Ortiz. And she's the champ. So it has to be decisive, a decisive win by Senia Estrada to be able to take that title away from her. The experience lies with the champ on this one. Uh, from there, we move on to the rest of the card. The third card, Alex Martin versus Luis Alberto Hernandez Ramos. Uh, 21-0 for Ramos walking into this ring against a 15-3 Alex Martin. That's going to be for the WBC Continental Americas Super Lightweight title. Um Marcelino Nicolas Lopez is on the undercard against Jairo Lopez, uh, George Rincon against Luis Solis, Hector Valdez, Alberto Torres, Tristan uh, Calcruth against Dustin Long is going to be the opener. Tristan Calcruth is a cruiserweight with a 7-0 record, Dustin Long with a 4-1 record. So those are big bodies that are going to be opening the, the card up. From there, everything's going to be uh, pretty much the smaller smaller weight divisions. Three fights in the super lightweight at the 140 division. Uh, and then, of course, the minimum weight title belt between Ortiz and Estrada. And then the main event, Ortiz Jr., Virgil against Maurice Hooker. Uh, and that's in the welterweight division. So awesome card stacked top to bottom with prospects with up and coming stars and uh, and of course those two main cards is the one that the the two main uh the main event and the co-main event are the ones that are really exciting me so hope you get to check it out you could check it out uh, by way of the zone obviously and then check your local listings depending on where you're at you might be able to catch it on a different channel right depending if you're outside of the states uh but stateside it's going to be aired by way of the zone and uh, golden boy Prom- promotions is putting this event on and i can't wait we'll see so far the town's treated me great uh i can't wait to see how how the arena looks how the attendance issue is that's one of the reasons why i wanted to come uh texas going through a little bit of uh post covid uh momentum here where the masks uh seem to be uh at least on the news everybody's saying that hey there's no more mask mandate this and that but you're still wearing them just as normal, right? Every, I mean, there's been masks everywhere, especially at the weigh-ins. It was a top-notch uh, uh, conditions there, as far as uh, as medically as, as as talking, as far as social distancing, wearing the masks, uh, having everything sanitized. Uh, so, I mean, it was even the fighters when they weighed in, they had those booties on on their shoes. So it's. It's top-notch the way they're running that show right now uh, over at the weigh-in, and I expect that and more uh, tomorrow at the fight. So if you're here, if you're live, and you're going to watch this, awesome. Hope I run into you guys. If you guys see me walking around, hey, come up to me. Come talk to me. Let's let's talk about the, the fights, whether it's pre or post. Talk to me. You guys will run into me. You guys all know what I look like now. Uh, if, uh, if you're not and you get to watch it from the comfort of your home, even better. So sit back. Relax, like I always like to say, grab a good drink, surround yourself with good company, and enjoy the fights. And I'll bring you the uh, the post uh, coverage here in a couple days' time. So take care of yourselves. Have a good night. Talk to you soon.